This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens. It's the podcast where horror gets gay. Tonight, it's season 14, episode 7. Tonight, we're going to be discussing a most unusual tale. It's a story of mothers, daughters, lovers, and ancient unspeakable evil. It's a movie that asks the question, how much would you sacrifice for someone you love? We're talking about the movie Attachment from 2022. And in order to do that, I'm being joined by two extra special, extra fabulous guests, Alyssa Simon and Kristen Petty. But before we do any of that, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and ever since 2010, I have been your humble guide through the weird, wonderful world of horror movies. But you are going to have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes. Ha, 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 ha. Since there's so much to dig into with this movie, this episode is long, so I don't want to dilly-dally too much here at the top, but just want to let you know that in order to discuss the movie properly, Alyssa, Kristen, and I are going to have to spoil it. So if you have not seen it already, it's available on Shutter or for rental. So please stop the podcast now and go check out the movie unless you want it ruined because we're going to do that right about now, right after I play the trailer for Attachment from 2020. Wake up. I've never actually been to Denmark, which is really weird because my mom is Danish. Wait, you live with Denmark? Oh, uh, yeah, back in London. Oh, Mindy, just scared. This is Maya. Hey, Hannah. I just moved here. I was just wondering if you have any books on, like, um, how to do, like, um, like, Jewish stuff. Here we are. Sutra Akra. Means the other side. It's not Jewish superstition. Can't leave a book open or, like, a demon might read it and learn from it and use the knowledge for evil. Have you ever heard of the Kabbalah? Sure, like the the Madonna thing, right? <laughs> okay. For sick demon, then yeah. Fuck. I can hear you to tell our dance. It's gonna keep in in in. It'll be a sweat. The antique. Then we skirt them with the moon. Okay. Do for sure. Okay. I've never been in anything like this. Serious. She's a very troubled woman. I have everything under control, just the way I like it. So, my beautiful screamer, is the holiday season is about to start here. Thanksgiving is upon us. And since season 14 has started, we have gone to some really dark, scary, and bloody places, like more darker than usual. And I thought, let's take a little change of pace. With the holiday season, let's bring in a little something warmer. Why don't we talk about a love story? 
something to warm the cockles of your heart. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to talk about a movie that's quite different in so many ways. It's busting genres. It's also a culture clash. It's a little movie out of Denmark called Attachment. It's Danish. It's British. It's Jewish. And it's also queer as fuck. So we're going to have a great time talking about it. But, you know, I can't just talk about a movie like this with just anybody. I needed two very special broads to come on and talk about this one with me. Two of my favorite broads in all of New York. The first one. You met her a long time ago. She came on to talk about the bad seed. She's one of the diamonds in the New York independent theater scenes, Tiara. Uh, we walked the streets of, 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 of 1890s New York City together and also did some full frontal dramaturgy in the underpants. Though, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls at my GNCs, wherever you may be, please welcome back to the Screen Queens microphone, the fabulous Alyssa Simon. Thrilled to be here. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back. Oh, and I forgot we talked about your movie on here too. We talked about the um, the, we talked about you and the, the, the moose head over the mantle. We, we gave you a home yeah. life. Yeah, with Miss Jessie Gata. Yep. Wonderful to have you back. How are you? I am doing really, really well. Thank you. Sorry, it's been so long. I know I haven't seen your face in real life. But wait. That's not all. There's another lady who's been missing from my life who I'm really happy to have back on this show. You know her. You love her. Every time she comes on, it's a whole great big bundle of crazy, goofy, hilarious energy. So this movie's going to be a real trip to talk about with her. She is also a renowned cabaret singer, a brilliant comedic actress, a director, a producer, and now she's also a mom? What? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please welcome back to Scream Queen Studio, the fabulous Miss Kristen Penny! Yay! Yay! Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's always good oh, to be back. I miss you both so much! I miss you too. I miss you too. <laughs> <laughs> I like Kristen had a baby. I'm never going to see her again ever. <laughs> you will. I, that's true. You will never oh, see no. me again. I am chained to this child, and uh, it's basically just whatever she says goes. So, since it's the elephant in the room, please tell us about your child, Kristen Petty, if you would like to. Okay. So I would love to. Um, so uh, usually when I'm on. Uh, the Scream Queens podcast. I'm not alone. I'm usually with my husband, Dan. Um, Dan and I uh, used to do our own podcast called uh, Killing Your Darlings, which we then retired once we found out we were going to have a kid because we were like, well, we're never going to have time to do this ever again. Dan and I had uh, our daughter in 2021. She is very tall. She is... I wonder where <laughs> she got that like, from. <laughs> Dan is six one, and I'm 5'9". We're both. There's no woman under five ten in his family, so mm. like that was you know that was gonna happen. Um, but yeah, she's she's wild and crazy. She's almost two years old. She's she talks just as much as the two of us do, oh, which Jesus. is a little bit yeah. So there's a lot of yip yapping going on over here in this apartment. That's for sure. And she has opinions about oh, oh, oh wow. Well, as she should. She's as a Brooklyn girl should. She does. She's a, she's a Brooklyn kid for sure. Uh, yeah, but no, she's a, she's a hoot and a holler and, uh, she just gets cuter every day. And she's like, <laughs> I said this to my friend the other day. I was like, she's a pretty chill hang now. <laughs> 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 like it used to suck to hang out with her. 
None of your cool friends are buying that. Now we're still not inviting you over. No. Oh no, I meant. <laughs> she's still gonna rip. Yeah, no. She's still gonna break everything in my apartment. She's cute, but she's keep her at home. No, I'm just kidding. I oh love no, you both. no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, the movie we're talking about is Little Diddy from 2019, I believe. I'll fix that in post. But need to called Attachment. Alyssa, yes. since you have you have been farthest away for the longest time, I need you. The audience needs you. The world needs you to give me a nice tight. 30-second plot summary of the movie attachment. No pressure, but the clock starts now! Okay, so these two uh, women won a child actress named Maja, former child actress. <laughs> it's not that controversial of a meet-cute. Um, former child actress and a British uh, woman with her doing her thesis, meet-cute in a bookstore. And... One's Jewish, one's Gentile, one's Danish, one's American-British. And they fall in love, and it's attached yeah! to- Oh, come on! Well, that's a great movie. Uh, that, that, and that's all that happens. <laughs> and there's a Dybbuk! And there's a Dybbuk! Spoiler alert! Chris and Betty, is there anything you'd like to add to that? Uh, no, I think she nailed it. It's pretty much everything. We can just wrap No, she did not nail it. She did not nail it. And scene. Uh, it's uh, there's a there's a clash of cultures and uh, um, what would you say legends in uh, and uh, uh, mysticism in <laughs> in this as well as a um, you know a generational uh, uh, a snafu or two and a cameo so, uh, by the witch of Endor and the cameo by the witch of Endor. But mostly, so. it's all about the more, the more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll it go with all that. I'm just like it's a story. It's a story about lovers. It's a story about mothers. It's a story about daughters. It's a story about demons. I'm I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> Some um, of those things can actually be the same thing. So mm, <laughs> the lines between all the things are very very blurry. What I find fascinating about this movie is that I keep forgetting it's a horror movie, and it's not a bad thing. I get so wrapped up in this romance. That's, I mean, I. That's a really great point off the bat. Um, the thing I was going to say is that uh, the actress who plays Leia, who, oh my God, her name is escaping me, Ellie Kendrick. Yes, she was on Game of Thrones. She yes, played she was, um, Mira Reed on Game of Thrones, and I was very excited when I saw her because I was like, I feel like this was a person who was underutilized on that show and had a thankless character that nobody cared about. So it was really nice to see her front and center in this, and to see what she could do. And I loved that she played. She played almost every scene, other than the scenes where she was possessed, like she was in a. Like she was Hugh Grant in a British rom com. She was like, "Oh, was that I? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, oh, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Go now." I, like, and I was like, "That's a very smart, fun choice for this." So it kind of gave it gave it something that was a bit more light and tricked you into thinking this was one thing when it was actually something else. It so. was all the, it, but it was it wasn't not that thing. It was all the things. Yeah, yeah, it was all the things. Yeah, uh, the, uh, Ellie Kendrick, I know where I is Anne Frank. So when she showed up, I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, you are definitely Anne Frank. And to see Anne Frank go through what Anne Frank, the, 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 what Ellie Kendrick goes through in the movie is very distressing. What was, where did she, where was she Anne Frank? It was a BBC series. Oh, okay. Was it the play? They did no, like it, a- it was a BBC series. Or miniseries. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I remember seeing uh, years ago. It's like 2009, quite a, quite some time ago. Uh, ancient she history. Young, ancient young. history. 
The other thing I find fascinating about this movie is that um, we mentioned that it's this culture clash. Mm -hmm. Because we have one, we have uh, Maya, who is Danish and speaks Danish and English. And we've got Ellie, who speaks Yiddish and English. And her mom. Leia, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sorry, sorry, sorry. I screwed (laughs) this up. Okay. We've got three different languages going on. And you almost don't even notice it after a while. But what I think right. is fascinating about it, the way it's used, English is the common language for sure. the three characters. Mm-hmm. Whenever somebody switches out of it, it's deliberately to leave somebody else out of the conversation. Yeah. And I think that's really yeah. cool. It's all about yeah. <laughs> and always somebody with left the out. English subtitles, what they're telling the other person that they said is a lot of times different than what they actually said. <laughs> Mm. Sure. Yeah. And that, then like yeah. whatever the subtitles interprets, whatever they said to be. Well, whatever they actually said. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really yeah. Interesting. That happens a lot with subtitles though. That happens a lot with subtitles, but I watched it the first time um, with no subtitles. That was like mm-hmm. when I messaged you and was like, I'm not getting any subtitles. Yeah. And I was like, you me know too. what? This will be interesting. Cause I'm going to watch it again. So let me watch it once without the subtitles mm-hmm. just to see if like, like, am I going to be completely lost? Because if I was going to be completely lost, then, uh, you know, we'll just, uh, you know, ax it and then we'll, I'll come back and do it another time. But I felt like everything intentionally and uh, plot wise and beat wise was very clear. Um, all the actors, what they were doing was very clear. So like even the conversation between like the mother and Maya where they're speaking in Danish and I was like, I have no idea what they're saying. You still could get sort of an idea of where of what was happening in the conversation and so I thought that spoke really highly of um, the performances that the uh, actors gave and the way that this was um, this was directed so I'm also fascinated okay this was written and directed by um, a guy named oh gosh I can't read my handwriting uh, Gabrielle Beer Gislarsson I'll probably have to fix that in post because I can't read my handwriting but when I realized it was written and directed by a man I was shocked Hmm. yeah okay Mm-hmm. Sure. It doesn't feel like a man wrote it. No, it feels uh, very it, um, aware. Of, yeah. Uh, well, well, when 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 you're telling me that it's a horror movie with a lesbian romance that was written by a man, I'm expecting something else. That's sure. not real. I'm expecting what straight guys think lesbians act like. Yeah. And you're expecting to see something that's a bit more performative for the male gaze. Yeah. As opposed to, you know making this like a central romantic relationship with the rise of queer heart to just queer cinema in general. Like there's, there's a tendency like that make uh, the queer characters just so comfortable with their own gayness that it, it's, it, there, it becomes a force onto itself. Both of these women are so wonderfully awkward and dorky with every stage of their relationship that it's endearing. It's so charming. It's so real. Yeah, they have great chemistry. They have really good chemistry together. The dorkier they got, the more I love them. I read that the director wrote it for his friend who wrote it for Park. Yeah, just Josephine Park, the, uh, yeah. who plays Maya. Yeah. So, so they had been friends for a while, and he also had the mother in mind. Like he'd known her forever. Yeah, oh, she's she had, terrific. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. I'm so glad I finally looked her up on IMDb because I went, I spent the whole movie looking at the mom, going, "Why do I know you?" Mm-hmm. Well, she was find- the detective on the killing the, like the the original oh okay dark ass northern European detective movie the, the uh, detective series the one that set that tone that made that made every other like Nordic detective series on Netflix have to be like this grim 
miserable thing. That was her. That was a huge uh, okay. international sensation. And they fucked it up when they made an American version. I'm like, that's where I know you from. You're great. My in-laws want want uh, Dan and I to watch The Killing. They're like, oh, you guys should watch The Killing. And I was like, oof, I don't know. <laughs> if I like, can do like another true crime series <laughs> right now. but uh, Especially one se- yeah. set in a country where the sun doesn't rise very often. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be dark for six weeks. Yeah, exactly. And be like, oh, I can't even see it. It's so dark. Okay. I think I want to like focus like in the beginning part of the, the movie, their, their whole getting together business. Because I think that's very, the, the way it slowly builds is fun too. Um, one of the things I think is fun is like we mentioned the awkward things. Mm-hmm. Wonderfully dorky. Um, but when it, it, it said to me, they bump into each other in a store. It's a whole, they, could, they switch books. It's adorable. That's good. Sorry, I have no idea what you're saying or, or what's going on here. Oh, um, oh, sorry. I was just, um, I was just saying that I, I'm sorry and I'm late for this uh, work thing and I don't know where it is, so I'm a bit. Oh, um, does it have to do with that? This rest looking good with children. Yeah, that's it. I'm. Um, yeah, it's cute. Uh, Maya asks. Leia out for drinks, but she's like, um, it's 11 a.m. There you go. There you go. Sorry about the mix up. No, no, I was the one who bummed. Please don't go. Sorry. Just, um, sorry. I was, uh, yeah, I was just wondering if maybe you, uh, if you want to, like, go for a drink. And then, you know, maybe you can have my autograph if you want. I don't understand. Surely you could just give me your autograph here we don't have to go for a drink for that do we all right yeah of course you know it's just that thing i'm <laughs> just taking the piss <laughs> oh <laughs> sorry yeah okay yeah okay well like right now yeah uh well it's uh it's actually 11am a bit early for a drink it's too early tea is fine i love to so go for tea <laughs> and they have this long ass awkward tea scene that's just like it's so cringe it's so cringe <laughs> So I know that I have some tea somewhere. I just, uh, um, I, there it is. That's all this, these different foods. Uh, I don't know what you like. Um, strawberry. You're sitting there going, girl, just hand her any tea bag. You have like 10 in your hand. Just give her one. <laughs> like, it's okay. She's not there for the tea. Okay. Like, it's so cringe, <laughs> but it's cringe because we've all done that. <laughs> sure. I've like, oh, some variation on that. And something that I love about this particular scene, and one of the things that first made me fall in love with the movie, is that this completely cringe scene over which bag of tea we should share turns into this tea date that never ends. This cup of tea goes on for hours and hours. They're talking long into the day, long into the night, and the date never ends. And through this long scene, we get lots of the exposition that's going to drive the rest of the movie in an info dump that doesn't feel like an info dump. It feels organic and real and sexy and romantic, and I loved it. And I decided I wanted to do some field work abroad for my thesis. And I'd never actually been to Denmark, which is really weird because my mum is Danish. So I came here, did a bit of research, and I go home in a couple of days. That's why I'm here. Am I talking too much? No, it's it's nice hearing you talk. Mm. 
Uh, no, it was like a, like a Christmas TV show. So you don't really act anymore? No, not really, no. Only like that kind of stuff, like the um, like elf stuff. It's very beautiful, Nicholas. Yeah, it's actually... Um, my mum gave it to me when I was a kid. Yeah, it's uh, um, an amulet, Jewish superstition thing. It's supposed to protect me from disease, apparently. Great. Yeah. I promise mum would never take that one off. So, what do you do for your rent? Oh, nothing, actually. Uh, it's my mum's place. You live with your mum, too? What? No. No, no, no. She's, she's dead. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. She got divorced, and she got really sick, then she died, and... Now it's my place, which is nice. Wait, you live with your mom? Oh, uh, yeah, back in London, and like in separate flats, just in the same house. It's not weird. Right, it doesn't sound weird at all, actually. That was really nice. Uh, but what no, I think it, is fun, like in this in this early part where they're they, they realize they're attracted to each other, and then it keeps mm-hmm. going on, it keeps going. They have they keep hitting these obstacles. In another movie or in real life, would have ended the relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Watching it, you're like, no, nope. nope. As soon as like someone is just kind of like standing in front of a mirror, like right. slowly rocking back and forth, yeah. they're like, no, I think I'm good. It was nice yeah, for to one meet night you. Too. When you're one night standing, <laughs> sleepwalking, you're like, nah, nah, nah. yeah. But no. No. Oh, hey. What? What's happening? Oh, sorry. Mm. What, what happened? I think yeah, I think you might have been sleepwalking. Oh no, did I do something embarrassing? Like, pee or eat something weird? No, no, just stood there. But yeah. you can see, that, but it also makes you feel there's something else going on. There's more of a connection. Like, okay, they really, they, there's something else besides it. They want to work through this. But <laughs> when it gets to the point, like, oh, hey, honey, remember that time when we were first dating and I broke your leg? Remember that time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you not so hungry? Okay. I'll make some more coffee. What? Hey. Having a seizure is a very serious thing, you know, and then having the other person be like, yeah, you know, I tried to do the best I could. And I broke your Making leg. sure that, and I broke your leg. <laughs> so you're going to have to stay here for like ever? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, at first I kind of thought that's where we were going with it, that maybe mm-hmm. it was like, oh, she managed to like, I didn't know who was supposed to be the, the, the powerful one in that situation. Like I was like, oh, maybe this is about how Maya becomes too attached to her from the jump and needs to keep her like misery style kind right. of no. like in a situation. But no, that was uh, that was not where it was. No, um, no. But it was a I was like, ooh, let's see where this goes. I truly the first time I watched it was kind of like, oh, I don't know what's uh, what's going to happen here. And then um, mm. when we get kind of to the when we get to the part where they're in the bookstore and he says, oh, this is a this. This is a Dybbuk. I was like, oh, it's a Dybbuk. 
Oh, is a, she's definitely a dibbuck. Oh. Yeah, because like um, these things, these obstacles that we're talking about. I mentioned that it's easy to forget it's a horror movie hmm. because I realized at a certain point, like the for a huge majority of the movie, the horror is being held at bay. It's always on the outside. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are forces at work here that are that are keeping the horror at bay. We're getting little cracks of it every now and then, particularly these early scenes. Could you talk? Tell me what I'm talking about. Like in these early scenes in in Denmark when um. Ellie starts to show there's something wrong. I'm, I'm sorry, layups. Well, like what you were saying with the first date and how she wakes up and she's staring at the mirror. It, it made me think like I, I was starting to give kind of side eye to the title. Like, oh, attachment. Because the attachment is also not just this, this Romeo and Juliet love story that it's just something in the other person. In their own lives, like... She's got nothing going on. Maja has nothing going on. She, she's like telling stories. To, she has no job, really. She doesn't have to pay for her house. Her mother died. She has no family. Mm-hmm. So I was very jealous of the home ownership element of yeah, this me too. Uh, story. I was like, yeah. oh, wow, you just own your own home? Yeah. Girl, I would not leave that house that you own. I mean, I'm happy my mom's alive, but... You know. so, and to be, to be fair, like, Leia really doesn't have much going on either. She's going to school, but we're learning that like she, she really is she can't stray far from home. Right. No. She's nailed to the yeah. spot. She can like she's on a very short leash with her mother for for very important reasons. I do like um, and as a Jewish daughter, I identified <laughs> what happens <laughs> when you leave home when you're away from home. Well, that's what I thought was fun. Like I love the character. The I love her. I love I love. But 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 Shauna. Just Shana. Shana. Mother? Shana, yeah. Oh, Mom. (sighs) Poor thing. Hi. Oh, Mindy, just kidding. I'm fine. Nonsense. Oh, Mom. Come. Mom. Mom. That's that. No, don't. That's actually making it harder. This is Maya. Hey. Hannah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. My flight's upstairs. All right. Mum says this one downstairs. Yes, I was just up there cleaning up the mess you'd left behind. Let's get you into bed. No, I don't need to get into bed, Of Mom. course you do. You've been travelling all day. Oh, and on Shabbos. And a cab, too. I'm literally on crutches and we got out a mile away. Well, someone could still see you. Well, who cares? Don't say God, God cares. cares. The neighbours care. I care. So you care that the neighbours care? I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't know that. I oh, no one cares about you. Mum! That's not... You know what I meant. You're a goy. You're not Jewish, so you can do what you want. Exactly. Whereas Leah here... Don't start. Oh, my little baby. Tomorrow, I'm giving you one of my massages, just like when you were little and got your funny episodes. <laughs> Great. Now you need to relax. No, I'm fine. No, just lie down. Just I don't need lie to lie down, down and relax. I don't need to. Just, just lie down. Lie just down. stop! Don't yell at me. You know what? You... You're right. I'm knackered. Why don't you just uh, leave us for a bit, yeah? And, and I'll rest. Yeah, huh. yeah. Because it, it's playing with the, the Jewish mother stereotypes that she's overbearing, that she's meddling, that she, she gets upset over ridiculous things. The whole soup scene is brilliant. Everything with the soup is great. I love all that stuff. But soup is then great. You start, then you start to think that there's something dark to it, then you're like, oh, no, no. There was... A, Everything seems life and death to this woman because it actually is. Yeah, right. All these little things are life and death. It's her daughter's life and death. 
And it made me think of being an adult and looking back on when you thought your mother was crazy and realizing, oh, that that's why she said that. That's why she freaked out. Uh, as I'm as someone who has become a mother, mm. um, it made me it makes me realize a lot more like why my mother was as nuts as she was, mm-hmm. because like I mean, I'm you know, I walk around with the with my kid every day and, you know, there are just like things where I'm like, oh, my God, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? Like you just you, you can't really help it um, and you try very hard to keep it at bay. But uh, it's a uh, you jump into a circle of salt. Yeah, you jump into a circle of salt. Yeah. Try, and like truly watching this, I was kind of like anytime the mother um, got into, you know, like her business to try and like, for, you know, the more we found out about it, which I'm sure we'll get to when we discuss yeah. it a little bit more, the more I was like, yeah, I would do that for my kid. I would. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that, that type of stuff. And it was uh, it was wild to sort of watch it from that perspective and see that uh, feel that coming, you know, coming up in in me as I watched this. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just want to circle back to something that Alyssa started to say. Uh, you mentioned the title. Oh, attachment. It's not just about this romance thing. It's about other, other kinds of attachment. Uh, the director also pointed out that it's a pun. Right. I read. Yeah. Because, because Dybbuk, the word Dybbuk means something that sticks to you. <laughs> so a Dybbuk is also an attachment. Like literally the, the, the translation. And in that. the drawing that is he that- shows, it's the Dybbuk is like on your, on their back. Alyssa, what's yes. a dibbic? A dibbic is, it's not a ghost. <laughs> it's not a ghost. It's not it's a ghost. Like a ghost. It's kind of like not a ghost. ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost. But it can not only possess a person, it can possess an inanimate object. But I like in the movie that you don't know, because the question is like, who are you and what do you want? And the Dybbuk, it, it doesn't matter. Like, the Dybbuk doesn't give an answer. The Dybbuk has no, the Dybbuk exists because it's a Dybbuk. Yeah. Evil walks the earth. It's, it's, a, it's a malevolent spirit. That's the Dybbuk. It's a tortured soul of someone who died. It's like a ghost. No, it's not like a ghost. It's a Dybbuk. It's not like a ghost at all. The D-books possess the body of the living. The only way to expel them or to exorcise them is by finding out who they are and what they want. Like a ghost. No, it's not a ghost. It's a D-book. Oh. I wanted not only ask you that because you are the you are the Jewish one of the three here. But you, I'm the Jew. When we when when we had our test session and I asked her to just speak in the microphone as a test, she mentioned that she was really excited to talk about this movie because she was always terrified of D-books. Oh, was this a thing? Like, did your family talk about it and like put the fear of a Dybbuk into you as a child or? Uh, no, it's just that I had had a, had a book on mythology and mm. I was uh, fascinated with books. Dybbuks. Books will do that to you. That's why you shouldn't read them. They, they, they put things in your head. You get scared. It was Please all downhill from there. <laughs> but from And you got smart and look at you now. <laughs> I know. Who needs a smart woman, especially a Jewish one? But um, mm. <laughs> it was it was the, the, the Dybbuk, the idea that something could enter you and take over. And I wasn't quite sophisticated enough at like seven or eight to, to think about the psychological aspects that it can be your own dark side. It can be your own shadow. It can be it, it was absolutely something coming from the outside, but also like a golem. It's it's pretty advanced 
ancient Judaism of, of a Frankenstein story of, of like, beware of what you create, beware of what you you think about, beware of what you wish for. So yeah, all that is terrifying now, but why it terrified me when I was a kid, because it was a golem. Because it's scary. Because it's scary. Yeah. Something attaches also, to you like that. The way that we approach religion in America is different because in America there's no room for interpretation. Mm. It's just all of the things that happen in religion are like, oh, this is what it is. It's fact. Like, you know, especially, I mean, I grew up Catholic and it was like, there's really, I, you know, like there's a little wiggle room in Catholicism, but like American uh, Christian uh, beliefs are very like, no, no, these are, the, these are facts. Like the things that happen are treated like facts as opposed to like, this is a parable that perhaps you should, you know, uh, learn something from. No, no, these people really existed. That's, they, that seems to be the attitude about, uh, uh, the way that religion is taught and approached in, in this country. So I thought it was interesting to watch this from and see what it's like. Uh, yeah, the in, director was saying too know. that he, wa he wanted to dive into this stuff too because there's, for modern Judaism, this is the kind of stuff that they don't. They, yeah, that's part of our culture, but we don't really like to talk about it. But he said, "What's upon a time like ancient Judaism was all about sorcery and all about this dark stuff, and we don't talk about that anymore." But he's like, "What if that stuff's true?" Right. Yeah. And we just put it in a closet and it's like, waiting. Thought it was neat. Yeah, I always thought it was neat. Like, you know, because like the the thing that she mentions is the Madonna thing, and I was like, "Yeah, that was such a thing." Like when, oh, Kabbalah. when you remember I was in high school. <laughs> nobody, knew, nobody knew what it was. Exactly. <laughs> I, I still don't really understand what it means when they're like, oh, it's ancient Jewish mysticism. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, oh, what does that, like, that, 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 nobody yeah. knows. Yeah. 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 Nobody knows. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Kabbalah? Yeah, sure. Like the, the Madonna thing, right? <laughs> okay. No, Kabbalah is, is uh, Jewish mysticism. Mm. Kabbalists believe that the names of God can wield enormous power, unlocking the secrets of the universe, warding off evil. Yeah, well, we dabble well, with that I'm stuff like, here. This is fascinating. I want to hear about this kind of stuff. I think it sounds very, very cool. And you it know? was different levels too. I mean, from like really uh, esoteric, elevated Kabbalah, which only um, educated men. Talmudic scholars could have access to, to, to folk magic of the salt. My, my mother and my grandmother would do the salt. When I move into a new place, I do the salt in the corners and you have a mm -hmm. broom and you buy a loaf of bread. That's, you know, just folk, folk magic. Jew witch. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Simmer down, George Santos. Um, <laughs> um, one of the reasons I was really excited to talk about this movie is that there's been a recent wave of movies that are based on Jewish mythologism and I uh, and I mythology and I find it fascinating. There was a rash of them a couple of years ago, maybe ten years ago, uh, big blockbusters, uh, both about Dybbuk's. Hmm. One about a Dybbuk box and one about a girl who was pregnant or her unborn child had a Dybbuk. Both of them treated Ooh. Judaism like it was you know, it was about some shiks a bitch. I was like, what? what? Hanukkah? <laughs> What's that? You know, that kind of a thing. Like it, they had to bring in some like, you know, the, the, the magical Jew to come in and explain everything. Right. And then it would always wind up in right. an exorcism that was basically just a Catholic exorcism, but, uh -huh. in, it, but in a different hat. But these, these new, these new 
the, the four movies that are out now all are so steeped in the culture and coming from it from the right angle. And yes, we have the Shiksa bitch here, if you want to call Maya that. Sure. We, have, we have the blonde woman sure. who's not Jewish. But she's not treating it like an alien culture. She's treating it like something she desperately wants to be a part of and understand because she loves right. uh, yeah. Leia so much. It's not about, I have to learn this to fight the evil. She's like, no, I have to learn this so I can love her better. Right. Also, I want to know what they're talking about at dinner. You know, like that, like I want to be a part of the rituals. I want to participate in the thing and, and I want her mom to like me, mm-hmm. you know? So like, yes. you know, yeah. she's putting an effort in, you know, uh, what, the, the story the director told you is like, uh, that Josephine Park, who plays Maya, telling us that she dated this woman because she is a queer actress. So yay, actual queer people playing queer oh, people. Yay. That's love that. cool. Yay. And said that she was dating some girl and they were both, uh, all of a sudden without housing and they came up with the idea, well, why don't we move in with your mom for a while? It'll be fine. I'll be totally chill. And apparently it was not chill. It was really <laughs> bad. And that was where the idea for this, the this original script, I'm going to write this comedy and it's going to make you a star. And then she realized I can't do that to this woman's mom. I can't yeah. write a movie about your friend's mom, your ex's mom. That's not okay. And so it just built from there. And he's like, and people have, have, have said, well, why'd you leave the queer stuff in? It doesn't go with the Judaism that should clash. And he's like, well, that's where the story came from. And it felt wrong right. to change that. I love that. I also loved that it was just it was part of the story. Like mm-hmm. and we didn't really like the the parent the mother having a problem with that specific aspect of the relationship. That wasn't really a factor. And I mm. thought that was really refreshing and I, didn't uh, question and it. I loved that that was in it. Yeah. She didn't question. That's not she, that's not what she was upset about. She was like, "No, no, I'm upset at the idea that my child is yeah. possessed by a dipic and it might get you as well." Right. I've so, got a problem you, with it. yeah, I've got a problem with your new girlfriend and it's not because you have a new girlfriend, it's because she might this she might kill us all unintentionally. Right. Yeah. Cuz yeah. she doesn't know. And I can't tell she's her. Not Jewish. <laughs> she's not Jewish. Which is what I thought was very funny. It's not that she that she was a woman. <laughs> it's that she's an outsider. She's a goy. I also love that she gave her the the amethyst mm-hmm. to protect her because she was like, uh oh. Excuse me, if you don't mind me asking, that necklace, where did you get it? Oh, my friend's mom gave it to me. Yeah, I just moved here. She says it means good luck. Yeah, yes, yes. You can say that. It's uh, it's an amethyst. No, they would have demons and the like. Yeah. You know, like we've got another person involved here. I like it's really better if you don't get involved. So uh, but in just in case, here's this thing that'll protect you and don't ever take it off. I'm doing so. my best to make you feel completely unwelcome. And you're not taking the bait, which means you really love my daughter. And that's really bad for all of us. It's really bad for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So most of my favorite scenes in the movie involve um, Hannah and Maya, the clash between the mother and the new girlfriend. There's mm-hmm. all these wonderful little mini wars that are just so delicious. They're so delicious. The part, <laughs> the scene with the pussy ball. Sorry, backing up just one second. One of the things I also like this, that it's about, queer women and they don't look glamorous 24 seven. No, Maya had a very envious collection of, um, or enviable collection of mom jeans mom and jeans. sensible button downs. Yes. And I was very much on board. I was like, I love this. Every, she looks terrific in all of them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're hanging out with no makeup on. Sometimes they walk around the apartment with no pants on and your mom comes in. That's I did question that. <laughs> no, yeah. That. Like what's well, cause 
they're, they have they have two flats, two different flats. And, you know, so I was like, all right, so she's in her she's in the girlfriend's apartment. But I like, I don't know. Right. You are also new, you know, so like I've, I don't know. To, to me, I would just feel like maybe just like something. Well, you know, you know she's a little she, Scandinavian. They, Thank you. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. You know, they go to the saunas naked. Everybody's naked all the yeah. time there, all the time, like every day, every minute, every day. They walk around naked all the time. That's what they do. That's why they're so pale. They're far um, less inhibited. Um, but you know, she finds she finds this like piece of pottery under under the desk, and it's got it's got this crude painting of, of a nude woman in there. I call it the pussy bowl because why? Because I'm, I'm awful. But my favorite part is that that she she finds it. The mother comes in, and startles her, and she drops it and she breaks it. And she's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And so she's like, and the Honestly, it's okay. It's okay. It wasn't valuable. Just irreplaceable. Love that. <laughs> I love that she also was like, she's like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I just, I made it. It's not, a, it's, a it's not an antique. Yeah. It's a copy, no. but it is irreplaceable. <laughs> like she was like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding though. He's like, I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. But I am I, just kidding. And it's pagan. It's Babylonian, right? Yeah. She she said it was Babylonian, so it's like pre-Judaism. Ancient, 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 ancient magic. Ancient, yeah. ancient, ancient. Like matriarchal before the patriarchy and Abraham, Ham and all those guys. I love the idea that she does that. And like she's clearly like sat and, cr- and made the bowl based on like i don't know a suggestion that she was like i don't where did she get this idea like where's that part of that like was that a suggestion and and like here's an old way to sort of keep a dibbic at bay did lev tell her like how does it you know how does this come about that she does this do you know where i got came from like secular yeah, that's. A, I feel like that's a thing that that because I loved I loved a lot of this movie, but the things that I sort of were like, oh, I'm kind of missing a little bit of this was the talking about the relationship with the father because you know the way that my um, uh, Leia talks about it, she's like, oh, the father, you know, he was he was the one who was serious and was into the religion, and my mother, you know, mm-hmm. married him and got more serious, and then he just fucked off, and so I sort of thought that was going to come back around somewhere right. in the story, right? And I don't. I mean, unless I'm missing some major part of it, I didn't see it. I was it wondering if back. I was missing. Yeah. No, it, uh, may I? May I? This this has come up. This came up in another recent movie that's also fabulous. Uh, Amma with um, Sandra Oh, mm. which is a Korean based horror movie about, about Korean things that scare Korean culture. And this was more about okay. being uh, the fear of turning into your mother and being haunted by the ghost of your mother. Mm. Um, and you're you're getting the the impression that oh, the mother was this horrible woman. She abused her. Uh, Sandra, oh, she's a child, and now she's torment. She's turning in. Sandra's turning into her. Now she's going to abuse her daughter the same way. But as the movie goes on, she realizes, oh, no, no, this was a woman who was wronged. She was promised the world and got nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of the same situation. It's almost identical because we have um, Hannah, who was in Denmark and met some guy, fell in love, changed religions, moved to another country, never fit in, never was happy. He fucked off and left her. And now she's stuck. She can't go home. She doesn't have money. She's, she's in a she doesn't like in a language in a language she doesn't understand very well. And now she's got a daughter who's possessed by a fucking demon. Mm-hmm. It just adds to the rage just, and the stakes. Like, yeah. just, like why why she is the way she is. Like how much she's giving. How much she's already given up mm-hmm. for other yeah. people, and she's still willing 
she she could say, I mean, in another movie, she'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. It's his daughter. And fuck it. I'm going to, she's possessed. Fuck it. I'm out. No, she's, she's going to stick it out. I also got the feeling that the communities, that this is a village that's yeah. helping to fight the Dybbuk because everybody seems to know. When they go shopping, everybody has those special packages for, for Hana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, just wrap them up real good so she can't see them. You mm-hmm. know, like, I thought that was very clever. And actually something that I missed the first time around when I watched it, I was like, I just, it didn't like register to me. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is a spoiler. Can I, uh, the girl that. We spoil things here. We can't talk about the movie without spoiling. So great. The girl that um, Leah killed as a nut was, yeah. was a girl from the community because her stockings, I, I thought it wasn't just like a little Gentile English girl, but she was friends with. So it was another little girl from the community. So the whole community knows. I mean, did the father leave because of the shame? Is that That's a great oh, 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 question? I just was like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm fucking out of here. Bye. Yeah. And leaves the mother and, and the whole neighborhood knows, including the family of, of the murdered girl. So she's. And Han is already an outsider. And nobody told yeah. Leah. And Leah has no idea. That's really interesting. So it's all about these wonderful secrets and division. It's, I don't think it's like, like Kristen, to your point, was like, I don't think it was an important thing to plot, but just add layers to yeah. her and the situation that it's just much more, much more going on than what you just look at. It's not just mother and daughters, this whole community. It's about a lifetime of, of men fucking me over. And it's going to happen again by the end of this movie. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, but the thanks, whole thanks. community is reliant on her keeping Leah from killing again. So at the same time, she's an outsider. They all need her to keep the daughter in mm-hmm. line. Yeah, but she'll never be an insider because look, she's not from here, and she's got the fucked up daughter. Which is it's it's just weird, like another symbiotic relationship or parasitic right. relationship that you just that, right that nobody can get out of. Exactly. Trapped. So, uh, yeah, I. I, that's a, I mean, this is all really interesting because I hadn't thought about this when I was watching it. But um, I, the if the whole community knows, because I kind of wondered, I was like, well, where are the consequences for what she did when she was a kid? What happened to this dead girl that she that she murdered? Like, did, you know, did people like did the family never like find out about her or like, you know, did her family just think she went missing one day? Like, did Hannah dispose of the body or did the whole community come together and say, we have a Dybbuk to fight as, as a community. And let her do it on her own instead of come together. Because I guess like, yeah, Lev said it was a last attempt, like the last ditch final. What's the word? What's the phrase I'm thinking of? I was going to say nuclear option, but I know it, nuclear it's option. Still, right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he can't wait um, to do it. He's like, he's, he's pushing <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, one of the things I also think is amazing about this movie is that for a horror movie, there's not a drop of blood. Mm. No. There are no scary special effects. No there jump are, scares. A, there are no jump scares. There are no, when the, when the demon is there, there's no funny, voice thing going on there's very little a tiny little bit there's no blazing eyes there's no vomiting the exorcism scenes there's no screaming there's it's it's not it's not the belligerent shit that we're used to it's a very yeah. quiet quiet demon and that i thought was terrifying because leia this actress is such a wonderful performer it's so engaging it's so like you said quirky and funny and hugh grant that when the life goes out of her eyes and she's somebody else mm-hmm. it's frightening and she says yeah. where did you go where did you go <laughs> Thank you.
takut. Yeah, she says mean things. Like Pacifica she's mean, really not, mean things. Not not in like the your mother sucks cocks in hell kind of way, <laughs> but you know, it's like you know, in Worse. like a oh you I got to watch you waste your whole life. Wasn't that fun for me? So you know, funny. like that's what I oh. like. She either stays in the circle and she dies, or you guys end the ritual and you die. Either way, I win. Like yeah. oh. it's pretty. It's pretty like just sort of straightforward in the she way that she knows the buttons uh, to push. She knows your weaknesses what you're most mm-hmm. afraid of yeah by the way all those little rituals and things you've been doing for the past 20 years they don't do a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm staying yeah. here because i want to fuck you fuck yeah. you fuck you fuck you it's so mean and also you know these things lie so you know but are you lying right are you lying now i can't tell no, it's wonderful. It's wonderfully quiet. And like people do die. I mean, there are there are, there are some grisly things that happen, but you don't see it. The whole, there was um, an implied murder of a cat. And then the impl- the murder of that cat's owner who came looking for that cat. It was not a murder. Wonder, like, very what, sad. Did they, are they going to discover, did they just bury her and. No, they found her. No, and, no. They, they, um, she ate the cat. Right. That's what was inside of I, her. I love, right? I love that. that she's, well, you don't see any of it. Like you see the cat, you see you looking at it, and then later on you see her lying out in the lawns. It's like like a bloated tick. Yeah. Like I able to move. Hey, what are you doing? All right. Well, I thought that I would try to make Osupuko tonight. Have to eat something, right? I ate. Well, wonderful. Wonderful. I'm making off that, the book. That's what the protrusion. That's what the that's protrusion like, in her all stomach right. I already was. ate him. Like she already ate him. <laughs> look at her. Look at the look at the gut. Look at the lump in her gullet. Look at that. But yeah. then she killed the owner too, right? Yeah, when yeah. the owner came. Um, yeah, there was there was that point where um, all of a sudden, where okay, when um, the parents, let's just call them the parents, like, uh, the, uh, the ha- Hannah and um, and um, Lev show up in Denmark in the woods, yeah, to help, and she's like, no, no, forget, it. I'm just gonna go back to the house and go get her, and this is when she realized, oh shit, no, there is something wrong. You're not okay. It's very hurtful when you say that. It makes me upset. Something's really wrong. Maybe it's because you won't let me see my mum. I miss my mum. I'm sorry, okay? Listen, we really... We have to get out of here. You just tore my life to shreds. Pretending you love me. You're so sad. You're just aimless. Your whole life's broken, isn't it? It's too late to fix it now. 
bist zu rot. Stop it. Vielleicht der Break someone else's. When um, Leia, as the Debek starts, like, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> like disappearing and reappearing, like she's just mm-hmm. oh, like uh, physics don't make sense. Over she'll she'll just her voice is coming from places where she's not, and that sort of things. Like the mind game start. Mm-hmm. She follows her upstairs to the attic, and there's this web of um, right curtains and sheets and things. You see the hand of the the dead yeah. woman. Yeah. It's the only bit mm-hmm. of blood you see is a little bit on the hand and the poster. So she's got the body right. up there. She's been making a nest in the attic, which is great. <laughs> she's like, I got and there had nest been appear. sheets around their bed, which seemed kind of like a foreshadowing looking back. Mm. Like they had put sheets, like I wonder if that was like a protective thing mm. that they were doing or that um, Maja had put it because she thought that she was being watched, that they were being watched. Mm. Oh, maybe. You said protection just popped in my head. This is the other thing that fascinates me about this movie that I think is fabulous. This is a this is a COVID movie. It was shot during lockdown. Oh, you would ne- okay. you would never know. You would never know because um, most no. of those movies that came out during that time are no offense, Kristen, but they're like your Christmas Carol, like your your Zoom things, it's like the Zoom call that we're on right now. You know, it's mm-hmm. people in boxes. You know, sure, but the movie about a haunted Zoom call. But the fact they were able to do this, it, it, you would never know. And I said, that's why the cast is so small. Sure. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. But it, but it all works. No, it's the great. I mean, like, literally when I looked it up, uh, just I, when I looked it up just now, it's a, I mean, it was made in 2022. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. So like that's the, yeah. you know, I, I, so the production was going on. Yeah. Like probably in the thick of it. And if it was shot, where was it shot in? Was it shot in London or was it shot uh, in Denmark? Or Both. like, so Both. I mean, yeah, which must have been probably two completely different cultural uh, approaches to COVID, <laughs> probably in Denmark versus London. You know, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I bet that I wonder how that um affected production, you know, and how that uh, how culturally that was uh, that affected what they were doing. Right. Can, just kind of interesting, you know, the dibbit comes up. At a certain point, Lev brings it up. I wrote it down differently. I thought, in my notes, the word Dybbuk didn't come up to one hour and 18 minutes into the movie. But I think I was wrong. But Yeah, he doesn't, because like it's when the second time that Maya goes to the bookstore, she's, uh, you know, and he's uh, he's there and he's telling her about the, uh, you know, about the, um, oh, he talks about not the column. Ghost. It's not a ghost. Yeah, it's not, yeah. yeah. he brings out the not a ghost exchange. And he talks about the witch, the witch of Endor. Sutra means the other side. It's what we use to describe certain supernatural beings, like, you know, the golem. You heard the story of the golem? No. The golem is a, is a giant monster made out of clay by the rabbi in Prague. He made it to protect the Jews in the city. And then he wrote one of the Shemot, one of God's names, onto its forehead, bringing the golem to life. What about this one? That's the witch of Eindor. That's the first witch ever mentioned in the Bible. 
And she's a very complicated figure. Some say she's good, some say she's bad. See, sorcery, black magic, it's all very forbidden by the Talmud. Whoever practices it is considered dangerous and sacrilegious. Um, right. And mm-hmm. that's when, the, like, there's a dude who walks in and he's like, ah, shh, 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 and he puts the book And the black magic ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's this? Oh, speaking of black magic, that is a very dangerous ritual that would also have to wait for another day. Oh. Another day. Yes. As a turista goy. It's a good chunk into the movie before you hear the word or there's any indication there's anything supernatural going on. Because you might be wondering, as a horror movie, this doesn't seem very scary, but the psychological tension in this apartment is frightening. Like, you don't yes. know, like, you, you are thinking that this mother is up to something evil. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's mm-hmm. some kind of witchery going on. There's something we don't understand that we're being left out of. And it is frightening. I was going to say, there's also fear from the other characters. I was really struck, I guess, maybe with current events on my mind, but um, when he first see when Lev first sees Maja and he looks down and he sees a blonde person entering his shop, did you get the, like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, what are, what are you doing here? Yeah. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. What's Yeah, it was an immediate, like, and, and I felt it viscerally, like his mm-hmm. immediate fear. So, so there's just that happening with, with more than just the primary characters and the relationship to each other and the mother. It, it's like everybody has their own fear of a monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and he should be, he should be afraid of her, actually, now that I think of it, but not for the reason that he thinks. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of that. There's a couple of lines where he, where he's trying to tell. He Lev has a scene with with uh, Hana, where mm-hmm. it was one of those scenes where he was talking to, he's talking to the mother in Yiddish, but she's also there, mm-hmm. and so the mother's like, it's like you have to tell her, you have to tell her, she needs to know, and she's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's okay, I already had lunch, I gotta go, it's about a quarter to three. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah. she's she's asked, yeah. she's answered questions that weren't being now. asked. Yeah, so it, uh, it turns out that I've been to Liv's uh, shop. How's that so far? That's nice. Sie weiß nicht. Aber sie hat gedacht, wissen. Du kannst es nicht abhalten allein. Oh, that's very kind of you to ask, but there's really nothing to worry about. Hanele. Also, ich kenne mich nicht wahr. Really, I have everything under control. Ich, ich tue das für dir. Ich tue das für dir. Yes, just the way I like it. <laughs> Yes, Lev here was just saying that he has other places to be, so. Yes, I must get going. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he told, he's just, just saying he has to leave. Oh, okay, bye. Like, yeah, forcing him out the door. Yeah, but then he says to her, his sister's like, no, you, oh, she's dangerous. She's like, you need to be afraid of her. She's dangerous. She's very, 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 very dangerous. And I realized the second time, like, he's not talking about the mother he's talking about. Leah, she's dangerous. Mm. Can I come in? How are you getting along with my sister-in-law? Oh, uh, good, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. She's just, yeah, she's, she's just great, you know. She's just wonderful. I mean, she can be a little complicated around, not to be around. No. Yeah, sometimes maybe. Actually, I think she absolutely hates me. No, come on. Yes, I think she does. She certainly doesn't hate you for the reasons you might think she hates you. What do you mean? Well, I mean, I know some friendships are are close. 
but very few friendships are so close. In an apartment with only one bed. Oh, no. No, 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 it's, that's, it's not like that. Listen, I don't care. No, really, I, I mean, I could care. Perhaps I should care, but I really don't care. And I can promise you, neither does Khan. You see, she is... Um, she's a very troubled woman. And she's in a lot of pain. She's in more pain than, than you could ever imagine. I wish I could help her, but I can't. Neither can Leia, but... While it might not seem like that, I think perhaps you might be able to help her. I don't think I get it. Just wait and, and you'll see. But again, he language. The, say... the language and the panic in them. Mm. Okay. So I'm curious, like, because maybe I'm maybe this is another thing I missed, but is is uh I mean, is Hana supposed to be like the witch of Endor? Like, is that who she's supposed to be? Um, because he does say like the thing about like my sister-in-law, she's a very, you know, she knows a lot of, uh, stuff and she's a very, you know, dangerous, um, woman. But I do like that. She, that the thing you're saying, Patrick, is that he, when, when he says she is very dangerous, you need to stay away from her. Yes. I do agree that I think that that's intended to mean like Mm. Leia. Um, but I like the, I, I am curious to know if like, is Hana supposed to be this witch? Like she certainly seems like it, particularly in that scene where we get a glimpse into what her life is like, like Maya's in the um, closet and watching her secretly like drinking Stella Artois and like mixing something (laughs) up on the stove. Like she had like a Mm -hmm. witch's brew going and she's like, you know, slugging, you know, smoking and slugging back. Bruski got the wig off. She's the pink like, curls are coming out. I love that. All oh, that was great. Like, All oh, that was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was so. It was such a fun like scene to watch. And I was like, well, she certainly looks like a witch, you know, like over a cauldron that's like bubbling. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what the in the picture that's what we see of mm. the witch well, of Endor. So the director, I just the interviewer, I just says like I didn't want to make um, metaphors. Like I, I, I didn't want to draw direct metaphors, but. I think he's also inviting you. If you're going to go there, go there. Sure. Why not? Why bring her up? Why bring the witch up anyway? Yeah. She, yeah. That's kind all. of what I was like. Cause as soon as he said those three things, I was like, are we going to see a golem? Sure. Didn't she also say, didn't he also say that the witch of Endor is one of the most misunderstood characters in the Bible? Mm-hmm. So it's Hana. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. I love this. Yes. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I just want to talk about some of my favorite moments. Just I did, uh, before we, I want to talk about the end, but I want to save that. Sure. The end as a wrap up, but some of the magic things for me uh, was that scene when she first meets Lev in the bookstore, and she's like, "Do you have any books that teach you how to, you know, do Jewish stuff?" Love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. What do you want? Uh, yes. Hi. Sorry, I was. Yeah, I was just wondering if you have any books on like get back. Hi, I was just wondering if you have any books on like uh, um, how to do like just um, like Jewish stuff. I'm afraid I have no such books you're asking for. My selection caters to a slightly more, let's say, advanced readership. Right. Of course, yeah. But I mean, do feel free to visit anytime if there's anything else I can ever help you. Thank you. And he's um, very kind. He's like, my books. 
No, they're a little more advanced. Than yeah, <laughs> more advanced readership. But come any time, yeah. but come back. And he makes sure that she leaves and he closes the door behind her. That mm-hmm. line could have been offensive in, in the wrong hands, but yeah. she delivers it with such skill. But her intent is like, it's, it's not, I'm not doing this to be stupid. It's, I don't have the words. Right. Yeah. She's, she's also very not my earnest tongue, in yeah. her intention. Like she genuinely mm-hmm. seems interested. Like she's not there making fun of it. Like she's like, no, I, do you have any things on, and you know, it reminded me, okay. My friend Lawrence, hi Lawrence. He introduced me to, he had a, he had a little friend visiting from Florida, this wonderful young woman named Willow, who is a recent convert to Judaism and was so enthusiastic about <laughs> everything and Alyssa is nodding her head because <laughs> one of the things Willow said, she's like, everybody in the, the synagogue thinks I'm annoying as hell because recent converts are the most annoying people on the face of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it reminded me of her, which is like, yeah, teach me how to do Jewish things. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not making fun of her. It's just a sweet thing. It's sweet, sure. sweet. But then he sees the amulet and he's like, oh, shoot. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the, oh. well, because I think I think it immediately tells him she's somehow connected to right Leia and Hannah. And it's like, how and why? And more importantly, why? Like, you know, also, yeah. that's, and also Hannah chose to protect this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? What's the Yeah. Something. Something's up. Something's up. Something's up. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's so many little battles that I love. I loved the Sabbath prayer battle. Mm hmm. We're, we're, things are just getting more and more tense and they're having it's second or third time we see them on, having their Sabbath dinner and normally the mother leads as as one does and daughter sings along but then this one where Hannah sang along yeah that was and it like just, it just cold cocked Hannah right there. It's just that like, was a good power move <laughs> Yeah. Uh huh. One thing I thought I've never seen the blessing on the wine with the with the wine overflowing like a blood sacrifice. I didn't know if that's like oh I wonder if that's a, a Hasidic thing or it's just theatricalized. But yeah, because uh, then they didn't do I, it the second time. They didn't do it at the mm. second dinner. That fr- they um, Hannah did it at that first dinner, which made me wonder like, if she already drunk at that dinner. Like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, isn't this, didn't they say this not, this isn't Hasidic, it's Haredi? Oh, Haredi, Haredi. Which is more extreme? Yeah. I, I, I don't really know what that is. I remember them saying there's a, a difference, but I don't sect, know what the difference is. Isn't it? Yeah, like growing up reform, I really don't know the difference between Hasidic and Haredi. I, I thought it was another way of saying Hasidic. I should know it, but I don't. They, but they, they, they said it specifically that it was different in the movie. Mm, okay. Mm. It went by really quick. And it was really early. I think Ellie's, I mean, uh, uh Leia said it while they were at the table drinking tea, drinking 88 gallons of tea. Interesting. Yeah. I love the bacon scene. Bacon's <laughs> cute, yeah. I yeah. thought that was an inside joke for Jews. <laughs> What's that smell? Oh, I'm making you bacon. <sighs> I can't eat that. Oof. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's sorry, I didn't, sorry, I didn't realize you were like religious. I'm really sorry. No, I'm not. It's fine. And I'm not. It's just something stick, you know, because my dad was like super religious before he left my mom. Like, Already, you know, ultra orthodox. Oh, wow. Okay, but uh, but so your mum isn't. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a long story. <laughs> do you do you want me to make you some eggs instead? Right. Good. 
Wait, um, first, can you just, just bring a piece of that over here? This? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. It was sweet. So she, I mean, sweet. that's the other thing. She was really sweet about. It. She's like, "Oh, I can't eat that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but can uh, well, I?" Just for people, for people who, for people it. who don't know, what, okay, Kristen, for people who don't know what we're talking about, what's going on in that scene? Uh, so uh, this is like one of those morning after scenes, yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, and um, Amaya is making breakfast. You. Getting to know, getting to know all about you. Um, so well, Maya's is making breakfast in the kitchen for Leia, which like. I, that must be a that's got to be a European thing that little like enclosed totally. little shower kitchen thing and I was like it's yeah. actually kind of neat um, so she's making her breakfast and she pokes her head on she's like oh what are you doing she's like oh I'm making you breakfast I'm making you bacon and she's like oh I can't eat that and uh, Maya's like oh okay um, sorry like because she knows she, she like knows she's Jewish but it didn't like occur to her that it was sure, that sure. She, know, she said I didn't know and, you were practicing um, yeah. yeah yeah exactly no. and then she's like it's okay and she's like can I make and she offers to make her egg instead which i thought was really sweet and she's like sure yeah that'd be great and she's like but before you do that can you just bring a piece of that over there so i can just give it a good sniff <laughs> 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 and she does and, and it's really sweet she brings it over she sniffs it and then they have a little like kissy kiss and a pull into the shower moment it was really sweet and romantic with a slab of so, pork but <laughs> it's one yeah. of the things that could have been offensive but it was handled really nicely uh the other moment i really loved was when um i love your daughter you fucking tool <laughs> yeah, she calls her a tool. And then there's a fart sound. I'm sorry, I called you a tool, and maybe I shouldn't have made fart sound with mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so human, like, like trying on her wig. So human. Oh, and then God. not but being stop able it. To. Yeah, and then just really, no, 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 that's yeah. too much. She stopped herself. Was like, no, far. I shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. that was so great. And I want to bring up this moment again because it's my favorite moment of the film. Uh, we touched on it briefly before, and it's the whole scene about the soup that Hannah's made this special soup for Leia and only for Leia. And what I love about it is that you could take it out of this movie and plop it in a Neil Simon comedy and it would still work beautifully. That soup smells really good. Oh, here, try some. Uh, sorry, the soup is for Leia. Oh, sure. Oh. No, Maya, just try some. No, it's the fine. soup is for you. You're the one who's sick. I'm not sick, Mom. I'm just injured. Either way. Okay, well, um, is there any more left over? No. You made a single bowl of soup. Well, I'm sorry, I made you a nice soup. Perhaps Maya would prefer I make her a soup of her own. It's not like I have anything else to do with my life than make soup. Why are you being so weird? Weird? Oh, so caring is weird. Will you just stop, okay? Well, if me caring is so weird, you know what? Let me take this soup what? away from you so you won't be bothered by your weird mother. Fine. Fine. Was that somehow my fault? I I mean, I also couldn't help but notice that there's like, there's that age disparity between um, Maya and Leia. It's not like, it's not something that would make you, you know, necessarily like cringe. But I was also like, she's clearly older than her. Yeah. Specifically mm. because she's going to clash with the mother mm -hmm. later on. Like, like even the part when they talk about, oh, Ma you know, Maya's teaching me Danish through pop songs. You must know these pop songs, mom. Like that kind of thing. And the mother like being like, Nope, I don't know those pop songs. Like, 
it, and but I she wondered did. if the actress, but she <laughs> but definitely she knew. Cause it's like, yeah, she definitely realized like, yeah, I probably am not that much older than this person. She's like, Oh, maybe you could sing me some. And then she just kept making her sink more and more. And then when she, just as she starts getting into it, she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that like, so Maya has been teaching me a bit of Danish using old pop songs. Uh, oh really? Yes. Well, just like uh, 80 sets. Yeah, actually, you probably know them from when you were a teenager. What's that one that um, that always makes me laugh? The here is an ice flower. Shelly Flammer. Oh, yes, Soul in Flames. That's the one. Do, do you know that one? Uh, no, no. I'm sorry. I don't think I do. Um, how does it go? Oh, um. Shelly Flammer. Angsten is plumsted it's in. Jenny Flammers, when love is it's in. Innie, gone little. No, I don't think I know that oh, one, Duff. Okay. No. no. The little, the little moments of comedy that were peppered throughout this were so good, mm-hmm. and like, it made it so enjoyable to watch. And it was that wonderful Jewish flavor of comedy too. That timing, that that wonderful thing. And I'm not, I, I'm saying that as someone who was raised on Long Island, where just if you're there, you're automatically Irish, Italian, and Jewish from the area. You just pick up the culture. You understand parts of it. Right. You get it. And I love that. That it's not disrespectful. It's just that's the way. That's the way. <laughs> the timing works. That's why Yiddish is the language of comedy. There's something funny about all its delivery, even when it's deadly serious. It's the case, that, I, are you joking? Are you not joking? <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. tell. And that's fun. When, when Lev says the thing about don't throw the peanuts out, like why did you throw the peanuts on the floor? No, I almost forgot, you know, some snacks oh, for my bombus. poor and injured niece. Yeah. Just try them. They're good. Oh, yeah. They're like um, peanut butter puffs. Fuck. What? Why did you throw them on no, the no, floor? No, no, sorry, sorry. I'm just, I'm super allergic. I can't. Uh, oh. oh, my God. I'm so sorry. No, no, that's fine. Sorry. I'm just allergic. Yeah, but don't throw them on the floor. No, I'm sorry. I just. It's... Yes, so perhaps Lev should be on his way before he kills someone. Sorry. Okay. I'll walk you out. It's like, well, she's like deathly allergic. He's right. like, yeah, but don't throw them on the floor. What? <laughs> 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 I was like, it's really. <laughs> so why, why, why? It's very inconvenient to us to, to be out here in woods. You live in woods. That's my favorite Jewish joke. Hi. Thank you for coming. Bye. Thank you. I can't believe you came all the way. Thank oh, you. Of course, of course. But listen, I, I just don't understand. So you, you live here in, in the forest? No, 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 no. We have a, we have like a house, or it's my dad's house, some house up here. Yeah. So why don't we meet there? I mean, this is a very strange place to meet. Yeah. She doesn't know that you're here. Are you sure? No, because it's very, it's very silly. Okay, there's a house. Do we live <laughs> in a house? It's just out here. <laughs> what is it with the outdoors, the new people? <laughs> like the the little like those those comic those comedy moments are so subtly done though like she's getting like she's getting annoyed but it's just a little annoyed you know what i mean like she's not like you know she it it never goes too far it's really subtly done and it just it it, it makes me really like her mm. and 
and want to root for her and makes me really like all of them when they're like when they have these moments so like everyone who's fighting for something in this i'm like yeah i hope they get what they want and i hope that that they get what they want yeah and i hope that they get what they want and there weren't like a ton of moments where i felt like those things were always necessarily in conflict um only when only when we were sort of being misdirected to um think that perhaps the mother was doing something untoward mm-hmm. to, you know, get Maya out of the situation or whatever. That was the only time where I, I she's sort such of a wonderful like actress. Like, you would see her eyes soften, her face soften, the pain behind her eyes. And she became I mean, this other other person. And then break her daughter's yeah. leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she had to. She had yeah. to. Because she had to. I can't let you leave. Yeah. You yeah. have to stay here and, forever. She's also like, I genuinely think she's acting from a place of um, uh, concern for not just her own child, but like the people who are out there and and Maya Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. you know, because this is an innocent person who doesn't need to be involved in this. So if that thing wakes up after being pent up for 20 years, we're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. Going into this, it being like a lesbian centric, um, a horror movie. I was like, oh man. And Dan also said this because he watched the he watched it with me the second time, and he was like, is this like a parable about you know when like that old joke where it's like, what did the lesbians bring on their second date? A moving van. I did you know, like that. You know, <laughs> <it's epic>. um, <laughs> like, is it was it going to be a para like you know a story about uh, you know the 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 you know, the, the negative things that can happen from moving into a relationship too quickly. And it, Mm. there are elements of that, but that's not like really, it's not, there's no, like they're not trying to punish anybody for moving too quickly in a relationship. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, which I thought was really, I thought that was really cool and, Mm -hmm. uh, really refreshing to see that. And then, um, by the time we got to the end of the film, I was convinced that it was maybe a bit more of like a, um, uh, uh, less like a lesbian allegory and more of an allegory about someone who is maybe dealing with mental illness on a daily basis, like a debilitating mental illness or even a debilitating physical illness and what that means for the caretakers in their lives. Just to clarify, um, just to clarify, Kristen, you did not just call lesbians <laughs> mentally ill, did you? No, absolutely yeah. not. The, no, the phrasing I, was a little wonky there. No, <laughs> no I, what I mean is that I, instead of it be, like, I, I thought initially the focus would be about the would be focused more negatively on the um, aspects of the relationship and moving in together too fast and getting attached too fast. And that's what I thought the name of the movie came from. And then that was not the case. By the end of the movie, I was like, I was sort of like, oh, well, this it seems like more like it might be something that resonates with people who um, have someone in their in their life, their family who is 
um, deals with a debilitating illness mm. and then someone else becomes a part of their life and they take over being the caretaker. And it's like, you know, you have this clash where it's like, you're, you're doing it wrong. You don't know how to be their caretaker. I'm the one who's done it my whole life. I'm the one who's in like, and you have that sort of, um, that thing where, uh, you know, then eventually there's that acceptance where it's like, you know, the mother becomes the mom, the mother, you know, can't be the uh, caretaker anymore. And then Maya becomes the caretaker at the end, even though the Dybbuk has kind of has supposedly been dealt with, she still keeps all the stuff. Better safe than sorry, Kristen. Better safe than sorry. Better safe than sorry. We have all the stuff. We know how to do it. She puts and on yeah. the amulet. <laughs> she puts on the amulet and she mm-hmm. gives her the necklace back and all that stuff. And it sort of made me think of like mm. maybe like in a relationship where it's like, hey, you know, we like the part where she takes her and uh, they escape to the woods and whatnot. You know, the the element of that relationship where it's like, hey, babe, you don't need medicine. You don't need medication to keep your brain straight. Like, we're just, you know, mm. you could, you like, we can do this, like, love will see us through. You know, just the two of us will be able to do this. And then you sort of watch that person slowly. Yeah, I'll just flush all my medication down the toilet. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll be fine. And then, and then you ate the neighbor. But, uh, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then you <laughs> and slowly, the like, it, it it spirals and gets out of control and then the other person realizes oh I fucked up and I did the wrong thing and what I really want is to to be you know to be the caretaker and help be helpful and help fix this and that's you know and she does that by reaching back out to the community and getting the family back involved again and eventually gets to that that part of uh of the story yeah. where she becomes the the caretaker she becomes yeah. mommy. Yeah. yeah. You know? I want her back up just like when we get to the exorcism part of the exorcism, this whole thing, when all of a sudden the men take over mm. and everything goes well, they're south. they're like you said, the backup singers. You could tell that Lev, because he kept bringing up that black magic reservoir from like the first time she walked into the goddamn yeah. shop that he wanted to do this thing so goddamn bad. He'd been waiting for an excuse to do this. Probably Hannah's always like, no, no, no we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Well, they're the only ones who know all the names of God. The Maya. Hmm, right. The women the don't know. Right. Right. So he's got all his backup dancers. <laughs> I brought the horn. I got the paper towels. I got the Cheetos. Yeah. So we're going to have the men party and the men are going to solve the problem with the nuclear option. I mean, and it, mm. but I guess like traditionally. And it, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't work. Well, and it was never going to work. It was never going to work. It was never going to work. A D-book. It's a dead soul in a living host. And this one, this particularly cruel and evil one has possessed Leia for many years. I think from the book, that's what you think is wrong with her? I mean, we tried to exercise him when she was just a child. But he wouldn't tell us who he was or what he wanted. And have you ever... I don't know, have you ever, like, mentioned this to Leia? No. Which was a mistake. I warned you. She's given us all gefährlich zu halten, bis von ihr. We should have told her, we should have told her friends too, you know, before they did something reckless, like run off to some remote forest somewhere. Okay, once again, we don't live in the forest, okay, we have a house. But with her and you so far away, it's hard for us to protect her. And I think it's very important that we we get to see her now, please. It's too late, then we might have to try to... No. No, well, we're not doing that. it might be too late, and there's enough of us here to no, perform this No, we are not. Ritual. Okay, I'll take you to her. Good. Well, and I felt like, I mean, Hannah winds up sacrificing herself to save her daughter. Sure, yeah. And I See, felt like that, I didn't. That was, 
that didn't need yeah, to happen. No, I'm with you on this because like this was the part of the sh- the, the movie that didn't necessarily work for me is because I was confused about the ritual itself because I was like, well, if she could have just stepped it in a circle confusing. at any point in time, I think she probably would have done that by now. You right. know what I mean? Like we've been going on with this for like 20 years or something yeah. at this but point. Like, as, I think- as, as um, Alyssa just said, they can't do the first part. They can't start the ritual without the names of God, which only the men know. So she can't do Which, it herself. And they only know that because they're the they're only the ones they're the ones who are allowed to study the Talmud according to tradition. Right. Isn't that correct? So the women wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't know that because that's just part of the the deal or part of the tradition, right? Well, Is that maybe correct? women could, but they couldn't study the esoteric stuff, the Kabbalah, the Kabbalah. I think I'm making that up. The Kabbalism. I don't think in 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 the range of this movie, I don't think these men would have let her happen. Now that no 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 this is us now you had your fun we let you play with your potions for twenty years now it's out of control we all had to come all the way to Denmark we're in the woods we're in a, we're in the woods the woods why are we so far in the woods we live in the woods we're having good exorcism in the woods but now we're just, we let the men do this we've got this we've got we this. all piled in the car <laughs> <laughs> because the whole thing uh, what what something Alyssa said earlier is that the whole thing, the key to the exorcism is what what do they need from the dibbic to make this work. They need information. You, yeah. Who are you? Wh- why are you here? And what do you want? And the yeah, who are you, what do you want? Yeah. Ding dong. Patrick from the future here. I'd just like to point out that this requirement to make the demon name itself and tell you what it wants is not exclusive to the Jewish tradition of exorcism. It's also part of the Christian slash Catholic version of exorcism as well. It's the first thing you need to know. In the Bible, when Jesus is performing an an exorcism, it's that whole, Jesus is trying to get that same information out of the demon. I am legion for we are many. And Jesus is like, no, there's only one of you in there. Tell me your goddamn name. It's one of my favorite moments of biblical shade. And that's why I wanted to bring this up. Also, when I saw the exorcist, the new exorcist movie, there were people complaining about, why did they spend so much time on trying to get the demon to tell them its name? It's because it's what you do. It's step one to exorcism. Back to the show. Ding dong. It's kind of one of my favorite parts when she said, when she says, Oh, oh this I don't again. Know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, well, you've, you've been around so long. You've been through so many bodies. You just kind of forget. I'm what a it is that, you know. Tell me who you are and what you want. This again. Tell me who you are and what you want. I suppose I've forgotten. You travel through so many bodies, you start to lose track. Sorry to disappoint. Tell me who you are and what you want. Are you not listening? Tell me who you are and what you want. You want to know? You want to know what I want? Put on the Circle. She'll die. 
before you stop the ritual, in which case you will die. Either way, I get what I want. So, well done. I couldn't have done it by myself. Yeah, like hey. it was so. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to that to them. No. And they're like, at no point do we get to tease out the full information. Like it never no. happens. No, so this like, is never going to work. Never yeah. reveals it. You trap me in your salt circle. Big deal. The rest of this is not going to work because you guys are a joke. Yeah, you're a joke. She's a threat. You're not. And I'm going to take her out. Bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the dipic goes into mom's body. No, it, you see it leave. You see a cloud leave. I would yeah, she like coughs it out, and it's a very quiet cough. It's not like a no. Every, like everything like, kinda, this is where all the special effects and, when they were tiny. There was a little bit of CGI when she, yeah. when she put her when the dipic put her finger out Mother's to touch the face, edge of the circle. I saw that, and I saw the Mother, salt glow. On the salt glow, and a little bit of a cloud, which is not even in the center of the screen. It's off in the corner, so you could barely I see it. That. Yeah. See, this is why I was like the the this ritual part doesn't necessarily. Like, I sort of don't understand the magic rules of this Mm. because, like, we supposedly saw something escape and then the mother gets into the circle anyway and 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 she dies. Yeah. Well, no, the mother gets to get into the circle because Alyssa, uh, Alyssa, Alyssa, (laughs) 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 Leia is still in the, Leia can't leave the circle. The Dibbuk left. She's there alone. So she's. The, the name of the, the name of the ritual is the name of the ritual is the Soul Destroyer. We're summoning the Soul Destroyer, which, by the way, was my favorite funk band from the seventies. Soul, soul Destroyer, destroyer. Soul, de- soul Destroyer, <laughs> live at Jones Beach Theater. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to it's going to eat the soul of whoever is in there, and she's the only one in there. So he's like, okay, you know, I gotta I'm kill gonna, gonna somebody. Hey, hey, I came all this way. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, actually, he's like, if if there's nobody in there, it's gonna kill all of us. So she's like, then. Uh, Hannah takes the sacrifice. And she so what a mother team. wouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. Mom? Maya? What's going on? Maya, what? No! Don't move. Don't move. Just stay there. What's going on? Why can't I move? Mommy, you're scaring me. What's happening? Hi. Stop it. Stop it. Hey, hey, Mom.
Mom? 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 I hate, I hate it, but I'm like this. Yeah. The way these men fucked this up, the way the rules are set up, this is how it's got to go. You're going to blame it on me anyway. You blamed it on me for 20 years. <laughs> Well, I mean, also, like, at this point, I, I, she, what is she living for except for caring for her daughter? Like, she doesn't have a life of her own. Mm -hmm. So there's not much, there's not much sacrifice to it, if, you know. And it, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of touching. I mean, not just because of the mother daughter aspect, but in the way that she, it sort of embraces Maya as part of mm -hmm. Leia's life being like, you know, she's clearly spent enough time with her to know that this, that Maya's the real deal and she's serious and she wants to help and, you know, serious enough to fake a fucking peanut allergy for them, you know, like in order oh to. Oh my God. We didn't okay, even get into the peanut that. Thing. What was. Yeah. Uh. Why are you okay? <coughs> What's wrong with her? Maya? <coughs> Maya? Mom, mom, help her, help her. Beppy Pen, she's having an allergic reaction. Bathroom, bathroom mirror, behind the bathroom mirror. Just hang on, hang on, hang on. Maya, hold on, just hold on. Quick, give it to her now. Hold on. It's another power move. Well, it's because um, uh, uh, Maya thinks that she saw the she saw she saw the witchy stuff. She saw the broken leg. She thinks there's yeah. something um, bad going on. She's trying to convince Leia, Leia. that her mother yeah. is doing bad things, and Leia's not listening to it. She's like, okay, so she fakes the peanut. I'll just. Okay, we're gonna have Sabbath. And then she doesn't fake it. She puts the peanuts in there, but she fakes the mother making putting the peanuts in there. So, what, what the fuck just happened? What? Are those peanuts? Did you just put peanuts in her chicken? What? Mom, you could have killed her. <laughs> Why would I? I? I need I need you to go now. But I. Mom, you need to go now. I said, go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I, I lost my temper. I'm I apologize, Maya. I'm I'm so sorry. I don't know how the peanuts got in the food. I, I really, I, I, I'm sure it was some kind of, of, of accident. Don't, don't you?
maybe we should all just get some rest and we'll talk in the morning and a fresh start. Right? Love? Right? Yes. Let's all clear our heads and Was, when, I was like, whoa. When you see that scene a couple of times and you just see it start to dawn on Hannah's face, what happened? She's like, she's like, whoa, clever girl. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of there's a scene earlier on after that whole thing with the fu- where she called her a fucking tool where um, yeah. mm-hmm. Maya says to, says to Hannah, I'm not afraid of you. Right. And Hannah goes, you know that's not true. Okay, so back up. Did I miss her putting the peanuts... We don't we don't see Maya put the peanuts in the chicken, but it's but we it's we see her peel the skin back from the or see Leah pick peel yeah. the skin back from the chicken and see that there's peanuts underneath it. And the um, Maya is in, Maya has done it on purpose, implying that Hannah is the one who put peanuts in her chicken, knowing that she has this allergy. Uh, you see a, Maya cleaning the kitchen. And she pulls yes. up one of the towels and there's peanuts oh, all in she's, 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 yes. got, she's got the thick yeah. gloves on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Throws she's it all like out. Throwing, it, throwing away the evidence. Um, I also love the way that they. It's, it's, it's like, it's the type of thing where as soon as we saw the peanut allergy, I was like, well, that's check. That's coming peanut back. Allergy. That's <laughs> sure. coming back to get us. Um, but uh, what I liked about it is that it, it was that moment. There's always that moment in these types of psychological horror movies where. You know, the the person is trying is trying to get their partner to believe the th- thing that's happening, and the partner's going, "No, you're crazy. I, they would, this would never happen." And then they have to do something drastic to like make them un- understand what's going on. So um, I was like, "Well, this is okay. So this is where we're headed." And she's going to take her off to the like, okay, now she's convinced her they're going to take go off to the woods, and you know, and then this is going to come back around, and it's going to have her happy ever ass. after. Yeah. At our cabin in the um, woods. I also, in our cabin in the woods. Based um, on the lie that separates the woman she loves from her family. Yes. Yeah. And that's complicated. Not, because because no. that's not the way to go. And that's what we've, that's what we learned by the end of the, yeah. by the end of the movie, you know, yeah. is that like the, the whole baby, you don't need medication. You just need love thing mm. is that's not, that doesn't work. Like, for people who genuinely really need medication for something, you, need, you know, you need love, but you need the right kind of love. Hearts and flesh. Yeah. You need somebody who's actually doing something. And, and chemicals that's, that make your fucking brain work properly. Or magic chicken so. soup, magic chicken soup and pussy balls, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like things are going to make you function that make you function as a person. Oh yeah. Like, the mother started are, it first with the druggy soup. Well, I mean, it was clearly like whatever's in that soup yeah. should not be given to someone who does who is not possessed by a dipper. <laughs> With the ambient soup, ambient yeah. noodle soup. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, can't you just try a little? No, <laughs> never. No. You made. I like when she's like, "You made a single bowl of soup." <laughs> yeah, I made a single bowl of soup. She's like, "Well, then I'll just take the soup away." And she's like, "Fine, I don't care." Like, it's it's such a great exchange. It's it, so all, good. all of it's wonderful, and it, it, when you when you see it several times, like uh, it, it resonates more because when you see what what people the stakes people are playing for, particularly that scene where you realize where you're seeing what Hannah 
did what she what Maya just did to Hana without realizing what she just did. Like this is your ally. <laughs> And you just fucked her over so bad. <laughs> you have fucked this so badly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the thing I think that makes Hannah take Maya more seriously. That she's like, I'm as serious about this as you are crazy. I'm just yeah. as crazy as how you fight crazy with crazy. Yes. You only yeah. fight crazy with crazy. So, yeah. 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 100%. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Um, I also love the way that once Hana realizes she's in a position where she does not have the upper hand, she tries to de-escalate that scene as quickly as possible and be like, okay, we're all just getting way too excited. Um, and, you know, instead of letting it flare up and be like, well, fine, I'll just take the soup away. Like, you know, she doesn't do that. She's like, mm. you know, we're all just excited. Let's just chill out. I'm going to go downstairs. You guys take some time and just like calm down and we'll, we'll all just, you know, we'll chat about it uh, later, you know? Like, she repeats she that just, cycle like four times. Yeah, yeah right. We're just going chat about tomorrow just gonna relax just just, just keep cycling through it i'm like oh you're a lot you are so off your game and we have not seen this woman like this this whole movie and it's no. wonderful it's a wonderful moment i think yeah. it's a great little movie and of course the, the rap scene that we're talking about is that you just we don't know if she's okay we yeah. don't know yeah. if it's gone we don't know if it's going to come back but we also know that she's got someone who's going to take care of her we're prepared because that's what love is i like that love is holding you say that love isn't going to save everybody but in this movie it is actually the love of the mm-hmm. women that are that is holding the evil back the whole time. It's the only thing that we got. Hmm. It's not just the magic, but the, the 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 love enough to actually sacrifice like this, to dedicate yourself like this, to do this day after day after day after day for this one person. Sure, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's power. It's powerful. Uh, it's powerful. It's powerful, and the the fact that the movie ends with like you know we don't see the monster you know pop up again. You know, <laughs> I, like we just we see the idea that the monster could pop up again at any moment and I might as well be prepared for that. Um, I mean, if we're also talking, you know, since it, since so, so much of this is rooted in, you know, Judaism, Judaism uh, is, uh, is a practice, I guess, you know, most, you know, religions can be considered a practice, but like there seems to be, um, with Judaism, like actual things you need to do that are part of the practice. And, uh, I, the idea that the, the ritual that's like the main focus of this has never been done. And now this is the first time we've kind of done it. And that Maya has all of the tools if we need to do this ritual again and that she's willing to continue this practice, like this idea of practicing this, um, Mm. this, you know, this, uh, this religion or this, you know, these elements or this, um, you know, parts of it, uh, for the person that she loves. I thought that was really, uh, it was a nice yeah. uh, metaphor. Like, well, it's a singular thing. Like, like the Passover question, what, what makes this night different from all other nights? It's not like, th- that's a very interesting point you bring up because there's other rituals in the film, like, like the Sabbath and the, the pouring of the blessing of the wine and the lighting of the candles and, and that whole thing. And then there's, oh, and then there's the black magic soul destroyer. <laughs> Hey. He's a heavy metal guitar entrance. Hey! <laughs> not as common, you know, not as common as the braiding of challah bread, but it's something we should still practice. It's good to have in your so, pocket. It's good to have in your Just pocket. In case. I also like that this, that the, 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 the torch has been passed on, but in this way, it also keeps Hana alive in this relationship. She's still yeah. there. Yeah. It's her knowledge, it's her magic, it's her. She give, it's her gift. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it honors the work that she did and honors the life that she lived trying to preserve, you know, the, uh, and the incredible sacrifice that she made for so much for so long. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to say that I love too about this, which is a weird thing to say about uh, a show that's dedicated to finding celebrating the queer and things. I love that it almost doesn't matter that it's a lesbian relationship. It doesn't matter. It could have been. Yeah, it makes magic, but it's I love that it is. But mm. and they do it real. But the plot didn't hinge on them being lesbians. No. That wasn't the point. Like it no. wasn't all of a sudden like, like they're they're being possessed. This oh, it's because they're oh, it's one one sin too many. He she brought in a shiksa and she's a lesbian. <laughs> oh, it's shame to the community. Yeah. Bring on the debit. Yeah. No. It's just it's just there's part no of shaming it. from the community. Yeah. No. And I love that it's like we don't where do we get shaming from the community because they're like I could see some pushback saying, well, isn't it an awful strict religious community? Shouldn't there be some pushback? Well, maybe there wouldn't be. And maybe specifically in this instance. Hannah is relieved that her daughter is not going to go leave home and be part of a man's family and live with a mother-in-law, another mother-in-law, and have a child. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It's, it's almost like, well, that's good. It, it's almost... She she's not gonna she's not gonna leave. Like the idea she she will have a partnership with a with another woman. Right. Sure. Yeah. But, but I, not in the culture great, of of yeah. leaving to go be part of another family and have yeah. children. Yeah. And maybe pass this thing on. And pass this thing on. Pass thing on. Yeah. Gross. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I mean I like the idea that it's sort of like this the parent the the parent is just you know, is happy that there's someone who cares about their child this much and is willing to take on whatever, you know, this, this will mean the, the seriousness of the, of dealing with the Odibic in your life. Dibic schmibic. I'll have more ham. I said more ham. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I only know the term. I only know the term because of that. Because of that, and also because of, did you ever watch the show Difficult People? Did you ever watch Difficult People? No, oh, with what's his name? With Hadi? Hadi? Yeah, ask? with Billy Eichner and uh, and Julie Klausner. No. So he, his Fred Armisen plays his brother, and the his Fred Armisen's wife is Jackie. Oh my God, and I can't remember her name. Oh, oh she's wonderful. No, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, she's yes, it is Jackie Hoffman. Yes, we love that Jackie is it. Hoffman. She's hilarious, yeah. but she thinks at some point, like, because the, the, uh, she thinks they have a Dybbuk in their basement and it's really just because Fred Armisen has it's pretended Fred. to like <laughs> run off. And so he's hiding in the basement. Yeah. And so like, she keeps hearing noises and she's like, our basement has a Dybbuk and like Billy Agner I, I, I'm has still to not come convinced it's not a Dybbuk. He could be a Dybbuk. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> me yeah, too. I'll me bet. Too. Yeah. Um, but that's the only reason I knew it. And like, there's a whole ritual where she stands with Billy Eichner and she just says, Dibbuk, 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 Dibbuk. Like she says it like 10,000 times. And it's hilarious because she's, she's it's Jackie Hoffman. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's um, why I know yeah. the term. And when he, they were like, I was like, oh, is it going to be a Dibbuk? And then <laughs> he was like, it's a Dibbuk. I was like, ha I knew. <laughs> My bumpy made a kishka. All right, but I can do that role. Um, one of the things I do enjoy just about like uh, what I wanted you guys here as well. I, I am enjoying this uh, trend of movies that are coming out lately that are technically horror movies, but they're not going 
by <sighs> what am I saying? They don't like you, you can show the people who don't like horror movies. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it, it's not about blood. It's not about gore. It's not about scares. It's about something else. Yeah, right. And something richer, something wider than just about scares and gore and blood. It's something about love in this case, but and culture. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm babbling. I'm very tired. All right, we have done attachment. Thank you so much, um, uh, Kristen. Please tell people where people can find out about you. You have nothing going on. Some babies, but hey, if you had one baby tip to give to a new mother right now, what would it be? One baby tip to give to a mother right now? Don't do don't. it. <laughs> don't do it. Sew it God. up. God, <laughs> get get out while the getting's good. Um, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I. There was definitely a time where I was like, oh my God, this is the biggest mistake I've ever made. No, um, no, she's she's wonderful, and uh, it what being a mother is wonderful. What I would say to that to that mother, which was really annoying to hear when I was going through my toughest times being a new mother was it does get better. It absolutely gets better. I promise you it gets better. So just hang on because it's it's going to get so good. It just sucks right now, but it won't always suck like this. So that's that's all I would say. Okay. Excellent. Uh, so Alyssa, what's going on with you? What kind of what kind of shows have you got going up? You're always a busy, busy, busy performer. I'm sorry. I actually do have a show. So <laughs> that's why I thought you were talking to me still. I apologize. Go ahead. Wait, Alyssa, wait, you wait, do stuff. Wait, 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 wait. You can't be, you leave me a show. You neglectful mother. That's why I had to push the thing today because I had a, you know, I had a rehearsal for. Oh, okay. Okay. Reading. Okay. That, uh, well, that's why we have Dan. Dan, take the baby. Mama's got to sing. <laughs> well, I mean, that was kind of. Mama's got to sparkle. <laughs> he was, he was with her all day today. And by the time he got home, he was like, I'm going to cook the dinner. You put the puppet on your hand and you take care of her until it's time for her to go to sleep. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, so I was, I, I'm doing a reading, uh, at the Episcopal Actors Guild on, mm-hmm. uh, the 29th at two o'clock it's uh it's called fright fest so i'm in two um short uh uh horror like well they're funny they're comic horror place so i haven't sent a thing around about it yet because i you know i'm busy but um that's uh yeah so i'm doing that on the 29th uh, i feel personally hurt by that but that's okay <laughs> if there's one person who's gonna come to that it'll be me I just I figured you. I would send an email like, no. but I'm going to be out of town this whole week. So I was like, eh, you know, I'm right. also like I, tired all the time. Uh, I, I, don't want you there. I don't want you, I don't want so. you there. I don't want to see your face sitting out there. You fucking bearded son of a bitch. You could probably get into <laughs> it for free because you're, because you're in the union. Yeah, so I probably could. No, I don't want to. Anyway, let's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. What's going on with you? What kind of theatrical ventures are you up to in the near future? Uh, I have the one person show where I'm playing three characters, but it's just me. <laughs> so one person. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, See, that'll be it. That's the ultimate test. Like, can you do the show as a three different characters and convince them you're three different actors? That would be. Uh, <laughs> That'd be a coup. Yeah. We'll be like, where's Alyssa? This other actor came. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Right. So uh, it, it's written by Scott Sickles, directed by Paula Delisandris, and it's going to be at the Spark Festival by uh, produced by Emerging Artists Theatre. And I'm also doing on November 11th, It's Getting Tired, Mildred, which uh, is a great monthly soap opera for the stage. And that's going to be at the Crane. 
and it's a lot of fun. And I love the crane. Yeah, love it's the crane. Theater. It's a great theater. Yeah. Yeah. And a few other we readings. Have so, we have history at the crane, Chris. We have history at the crane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's the where cr- I fell in love with that's that's where I fell in love with Patrick and uh, where I fell in love with my husband. <laughs> so great. that was uh, no joke. That's what we all did. Um we all did a play together there, and that was we how sure I yeah. met my husband and you know, we all met each other doing that. So I flirted with her husband and lost. So <laughs> and I was still better. It's all been a long <laughs> range. Sorry. It's all been a long it. con game to get it back. <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining me. Until we meet again, stay safe, stay healthy, and most of all, stay fabulous. Say good night. Good night. Say good night. What's the best? Good night. Jesus Christ, God Almighty. <laughs> All right, that was truly fabulous. Thank you once again to my very special guests, Alyssa Simon and Kristen Petty. Now, I don't know if you can tell, but we recorded this episode all the way back in October. It was before Halloween even. So what they're doing now, they're, 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 the shows that they're performing in, that's not really relevant. All that stuff that we talked about, eh, forget all of it. But both of them do have projects going on now, but not the projects that we talked about back in October. Those are all long gone. But keep an eye on social media. I'll be posting links there because if you're in the New York area and you get the opportunity to see either of these women perform, you would be remiss not to because they are indeed fabulous. So I mentioned during the session that there was a burst of these English language independent films, horror films coming out that are based in Jewish mythology. And that had me really excited, but then didn't really tell you what they were. So let me list them now. If you're interested in seeing more films like this, here are three excellent ones that you could see right now. First off, there's The Vigil, which I think is from 19... uh, First off, there's The Vigil, which is from 2019, and that's about a shomer. And a shomer in the Jewish faith is someone who watches over the body of a deceased person from the time they die until the time they are buried. Basically, keep that spirit company. And this man who's left the faith comes back to do one last job as a shomer and discovers that he is in for one hell of a night because there are some evil spirits that are after the soul of the man that he's watching over. And The Vigil is available on both Shudder and Hulu. And if you want more Dybbuk fun, there is The Offering, available on Shudder. Yes, it's another Dybbuk movie, but unlike this Dybbuk movie, which was all subtle and understated and not playing into the hard tropes, this goes 100% James Wan. It's the James Wan version of the story, you know, a haunted house, jump scares, gore effect, roller coaster ride of a, of a movie. If that's your thing, you should check that out. That is on Shudder. And finally, on Hulu, there's a movie called The Lullaby, which is all about Lilith, you know, Adam's first wife. And how if you if you sing this particular lullaby, she's going to come for you to take away your child and replace it with a changeling. And that's The Lullaby on Hulu. So my final thoughts on this movie have kind of been knocked out of my head because I got a, a comment on one of the posts that I made previewing this episode, saying that I was going to be talking about this movie and somebody attack me saying that I'm supporting genocide by talking about this movie. And it irks me, not only that this comment was made, but that it's now occupying so much space in my head that I'm going to have to talk about it to get it out. And I don't want to address it because I know comments like this are just there to create distraction and disruption and chaos so that you can have a conversation about anything else. And I get that. But here's the thing. Of course, I don't support genocide. I've taken the position of a kindergarten teacher at this point, both sides needs to shut up. 
I don't care who started it. I don't care who did what to who first. I don't care. Both of you need to stop what you're doing. Time out. Go sit in the corner and we're going to work something out like normal human beings, but just knock it the fuck off. And the fact that this conversation continued, it wasn't just the one post. Said, well, why do you do a Palestinian horror movie? I said, well, it's not just, I don't know if you're familiar with this show, Random Commenter, but I just don't do random horror movies. I do random horror movies that are queer. So I had attachment on the itinerary long before the latest kerfuffle about the Middle East hit public media and became this huge discussion point. I, it's been on there for a while, not just because it was Jewish, because it was Jewish and queer. If you can point me towards a Palestinian horror movie that's also queer in nature, I will gladly review it. I think that would be fascinating. But I did a little research. I couldn't find anything off the top of my head, and something tells me that a, Pal that a movie coming out of Palestine is not going to have much queer content. Maybe I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. Bring me that movie. I'll be glad to talk about it. It would be a fascinating trip, but don't just come attacking me and then just walk away. Because are you happy you disrupted it? But you know what? I'm not, I'm not even responding to you in the post because I don't want to give you that energy. I'm just talking about it here so I can get it out of my goddamn system. Honestly. I don't even know what I had to say about the movie anymore. That's how angry I am. Although the one thing, you know what's sticking with me in the movie? The one thing that's real, really real about this movie for me? Lay's line where she's like, where she says, I never been anything as serious as this. And I'm not sure I'm very good at it. That really rang true for me about so many relationships in my life that it's just like, I, am I doing this right? I don't know. It was a real adult thing. And I don't know what I'm saying anymore. So you know what? I'm just going to wrap up the show. Next time, it's our holiday episode. It's our mildly inappropriate holiday episode. And to do that properly, I'm bringing on Michael Howie and Christopher Gronlin. Yay. And I don't know if you've noticed, these are the first heterosexual males I've had on the show this whole season. Because when the whole repeal of Roe versus Wade happened, and there was some other crap that happened over the summer where I just said, you know what? I've had enough of the opinions of white male heterosexuals. I think they have enough platforms. They don't need to come on here. But for these two, I'll make an exception because they are true allies. They put their money where their mouth is and they also put their mouth where my <laughs> is. And that was gross and inappropriate. But you know what? I'm leaving it in. But what movie are we talking about? Well, because I have two guests that can't handle horror movies. We're not talking about a horror movie. It's horror adjacent. It's a delightful movie that's available on Tubi. Gatlop, colon, Hell of a game. That's G A T L O P. Gatlop colon hell of a game. What the fuck is that, Patrick? Well, it's kind of like Jumanji, but for grownups. It's a hell of a lot meaner. It's about a group of friends that stumble across a board game that, well, you know that adage, you always hurt the ones you love? They turn that into a game. It's like, hey, play this game, you're going to hurt the ones you love. Let's roll the dice and see what happens with Michael Howie and Christopher Garland when the holiday episode comes up next time. And again, that is on Tubi. Gatlop. Colon, hell of a game. Okay, Secret Agent Boots has been very super demanding of my attention today, so I'm going to have to go and deal with her because clearly there's some kind of pigeon crisis that's brewing that we need to attend to. So if you need to reach me, you can do that on all the social media. You can do that on Facebook. I'm on Scream Queens. I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast and also on threads at Scream Queens Podcast. And if you like what you've heard and if you want to support the show, you can become a, a patron at www.patreon.com slash Scream Queens and unlock a whole host of premium content just for you as a reward. I think that's all I got for you now. Secret Agent Boots, calm down. This is an emergency. Okay, so until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, if the world is still standing, Secret Agent Boots, because this might be the end. This might be the pigeon apocalypse happening right here. See? <laughs>
continue to make the world a more fabulously creepy place. And you do that how? By living by the Scream Queen's golden rules. So say it with me, possibly for the last time ever. I don't know, Secret Ninja Boots come out. Okay, here we go, kids. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay fabulous. And stay vigilant, Secret Agent Boots. This kitty is crazy. <laughs> music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.